Welcome to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I'm Boomer X. I'm Millennial Z. And today we're going to talk about people, their pets and animals, and their relationship over the years since I was a little kid and how it's going now or what we see about it. And of course, what Millennial Z has seen about it over the years too. It, I'm sure it's changed even for him. Uh, I know I'm going to trigger a lot of people and that is not my intent. I'm just here to see, tell people what I've experienced, my thoughts about it, and see how it's changed and give you people another perspective because I really like animals. I had some really good dogs, a few cats growing up, and I grew up on a farm in uh, southern, southeastern Louisiana. So we had animals all the time, but I was born in 1966, and uh, for us, animals were a resource uh, and a companion too. But if, if they didn't have some purpose, they weren't around. Uh, we just ignored them, <laughs> you know? Uh, and it is definitely not like that now. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, <laughs> there's a lot more uh, worshiping, I would put it on. Oh, you'd animals. even, you'd even, I mean, I call it that because it's changed radically for me. I, it depends on the person. I think most people, you get your radical, you know, cat ladies that are definitely, and dog ladies now that start putting their dogs in sweaters and their little shih tzus and Pomeranians and, and Yeah, whatnot. well, you know, that, that, that didn't exist when I was a kid, you know, and I remember yeah. clearly everything pretty much, except for, you know, certain things from the time since I was three I remember my third birthday and very clearly and I can think back and remember things so I can remember things back to 1969 pretty clearly mm -hmm. and I go back and and uh, we didn't live on a farm when I was three we lived in a small town uh, Mandeville which is much larger now but when we moved to Folsom you know it we lived in a in a little house that was unfinished and we had chickens, pigs, cows, uh, dogs, cats, and we were getting more animals this time. We got a horse, we got another cow, we got another pig, we got more chickens, mm -hmm. uh, so, and more dogs. Um, and next door, next door to us was a horse farm. So we had them all around. And I was fine with it. You know, we were, we were small kids. We moved out there when I, when I just turned the summer, I turned seven, my brother turned six and we, that's just the way it was. But those animals, I mean, we ate them. So, right. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, yeah, so if, except the dogs, uh, you know, well, <laughs> well you know, we're in the U S yeah. So they didn't. But those dogs were guard dogs. They kept the animals from killing our chickens, pigs, and cows. You know, they yeah. protected things. They let us know when people were coming up that a lot. We were a quarter mile off off of the highway. So when they were coming up to a long drive, there were no lights out there. We were in the dark. You know, mm -hmm. we had one and a half channels on the television if we had the antenna just right. We had, to, we had to turn the antenna. It was outside antenna. Rabbit ears didn't work. We were too far out. New Orleans was the closest city, and it was a good 50 miles straight yeah down. at least that probably 60 so you're all living that posh life two channels jeez. right right well one and a <laughs> half because one if we we, <laughs> we pointed it at the transmitter 
and a half during the evenings when there wasn't as much radio wave noise, we could turn it and catch it. I don't remember that. I think it was, it was six and eight, uh, back in the mm-hmm. day, but that was it. Uh, that's, that's what we, I didn't see Sesame street unless I was over at somebody's house. Uh, and they were closer to the city and they had, everybody had antennas on the side of their house. Very few people had cable. Uh, it didn't even exist then. I don't think in that area, it started to in the late seventies, early eighties, but mm-hmm. at that time, so I didn't see Sesame street unless a babysitter was watching us and they lived in Mandeville. And that in those antennas, you're talking about the ones where it strings out and then it branches out into two separate T's and then it has little, little yeah, fins you, on you each had, of them. That's the thing. You don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I'm, I'm referencing from ET movie. You know, I'm referencing from seventies. Right. You may have seen it on movies for sure. On old Flintstone cartoons, they had good replicas of it just in drawings. It was a it was a pole was like the size of a handle. You could barely get your hand around it. Galvanized metal. And it was next to your house and it shot straight up just over the roof of your house. And it had a large like uh, T-shaped mm-hmm. thing on top of it that was perpendicular to the ground with multiple small perpendicular things across the main line. And you pointed it at whatever station to get mm-hmm. it so you'd have people go outside and turn it turn it this way turn it that way so it was like a giant rabbit ears on the side of your house rather than just on. so the i'm sure many a people saw untimely demise from trying to change the channel no there was an no. electrical at all you could just turn it, it no, no 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 from falling from like oh, oh let me no you and... could do it standing on the ground you would put okay. your hand on it and just twist twist the okay, galvanized... so it wasn't on the roof i thought you were like saying it's like no they would go on the roof to to assemble it you know, and, put okay. it and, run, and run the cable. And then you can turn you know. it through. But you could just be on the ground and turn it gotcha. the direction you needed to, just stand on the ground. Yeah, man. I mean, I, to see the next channel, I got to climb on the roof. Nah. You didn't have to. If you lived close <laughs> enough, we had to and where we grew up because you were so far away from the thing. You had to point the antenna receiver directly at the transmitter to mm-hmm. get because the signal was so weak. That's why we had one and a half channels. But if you lived like in Mandeville, it was 30 miles closer to new orleans which is 30 miles away across the lake their their transmitters you could just leave the antenna up point it in the general direction and pick up four six and eight and channel 12 which was the public broadcasting system and you were good you had four channels that was like the stuff back i mean yeah premium yes yeah that was a big deal (laughs) uh so and they had another channel like 26 was like leave it to be there which you couldn't get unless you were in town because it wasn't putting out nearly as much wattage Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see that at all ever. I never, I never saw that channel uh, growing up, or even as adult. Um, um, they may, it may exist now, it may not. It just wasn't that big. But it was just for people in the city, right? To pick it up. But that said, that means we had chores, and animals were resources. Uh, I had to feed the cows every morning, every evening. So before I went to school, I had to feed the animals. I say cows, but pigs and chickens too. And when I got back from school, I had to feed the animals. And weekends, we had to clean up best we could. And that right. meant we had to weed gardens too, if we were growing them. And that wasn't uncommon uh, back in the day in that area. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and we always had dogs and and, and that was fine. Uh, even yeah. when we lived in Mandeville, we had dogs uh, and they were great companions. Loved them growing up. I could hang out with them, do different things. Dogs love being around people. So it was really cool. But that said, if it turned out a dog 
was killing chickens. You know how they get to a certain thing and a certain age when they're not puppies anymore. And if they get used to chickens, they're fine. They don't bother with them. They pay no attention to them whatsoever. But right. sometimes when puberty hits and they're adult dogs, it's instinctive for them to kill a chicken and eat it. I mean, that's if a dog right. is left in the wild, that's like the perfect animal for them to go after and eat. Yeah, can't hurt them really. It's yeah, easy. and it's food. It's food to everything yeah. that eats meat. Uh, so it's really tough for a dog to override their instincts and not mm -hmm. kill a chicken unless the dog has been trained not to do it and their instincts don't force them to anyway. And you're like, oh, you could train them. Well, the thing is, this is 1971 or two. The training wasn't the same. You had to be around them all the time. And there was nobody there. We were at school. My parents were both working. And the dog was outside around the chickens all the time. So if they get bored, mm -hmm. that's what they're going to do. Where was the uh, nearest vet? And that's probably. Oh, the, the nearest vet now. wasn't too far because there were okay. horse farms all around. Right. True. Yeah. You have country yeah. area. So you need a vet. Yeah. For all that right. But the thing is. If my father and he bought the chickens to, to, we had eggs, fresh eggs. We had chickens that we had to slaughter, pluck. And that's what we ate when they got too old and didn't lay eggs anymore. Um, he, he dispatched the dog. Best way yeah. to say it. If the dog right. ended up killing, that was our livelihood. Yeah. And it was nothing. And you Costing can't them stop them. Yeah. Here's the thing. You can't stop them from doing it. Once they've made it clear, it's a pattern. Like he wouldn't do it right away. He'd try to train them get them not to do it but like people some animals just will do what they do and i know mm -hmm. it's horrifying to some people oh there's cruel treatment but um if we didn't have those if that dog did that we didn't have anything to eat right yeah it's yeah it's, it's and, us or the dog you and know? everybody in the area i'm aware of did the same thing mm -hmm. um if your dog went to a neighbor's property and chased their cattle that dog was going to be no more because he frightened the cattle, they might create a stampede, run over each other, hurt the calves, destroy the fencing or the barn, hurt themselves. And the people didn't even think about it. They picked up their rifle. They took care of the foreign dog causing havoc with their cattle. Mm -hmm. And it didn't happen. And in fact, the other owner, like, I'm, I'm sorry if my dog did that. But all dogs, almost no dog was in the house unless it was like a purse dog. You know, some women had very few would have a small dogs that they would keep around with them. They wouldn't carry them in their purse typically, but that was just what we <laughs> called them. Right. Or a lap dog, you know, but, and dogs were outside all the time. All animals were outside. Occasionally you would have people who would allow a cat inside even back then, but most of the time they were outside too. We never had any inside animals and most people didn't mm -hmm. back then. Now it's, uncommon if people have an animal it's inside most of the time i would probably point out the first culture difference of today than then was or just in general is uh, neutering was probably not even an option back y'all just didn't even think about it like neutering the dog because that probably took down the aggression no, a lot no no we uh we did neuter the dogs for the same reason we didn't we didn't want to get we like dogs and um we so they, they were still attacking chickens after they were yes. neutered yes oh it's, wow it's tough to it's tough to over not all of them just mm -hmm. some of them that we had and the ones that didn't they lived lovely long lives you know they had a great time <laughs> we hung out with them uh, right. and they're wonderful companions um dogs are awesome but if they didn't and they couldn't be stopped 
and they kept killing chickens or eating eggs. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were seeing that as cruel, but at some point you had to do that even when first making dogs. You had to breed out the bad wolves, you know? You had to well, breed out... Yeah, but that was hundreds of thousands of years ago, so... Sure, you but know. it's the but, same extension of like, hey, we have these dogs, we can't have bad ones, and they're... But even then, even the ones who didn't want to chase chickens, like, I don't know if you've ever heard that term, it was common. Like, one of the worst things you can... That, that's an egg-sucking dog, meaning... It was good for nothing and needed to be dispensed with. Oh, really? Never You'll have some term. dogs that will go into uh, a hen's hutch or a pen and just eat the eggs, you know, mm -hmm. and then lick the. You cannot have that because that's what you eat. And some some people would sell them. Once you have enough chickens, you sell them, make a little extra money so you can get feed, even feed the dog. Yeah, and, and done. So, and we only had, if I recall, we only had one or two of those in all the dogs we had. Uh, that I was growing up. But the amazing thing for me is the way uh, you said worship, which surprised me. Like they put them on, they almost make them sacred, like put them on a pedestal. Yeah, a lot and, of people do. It's kind of weird. You know, it, if that's okay for them, more power yeah. to them. Right. I don't have an issue with it. But what I do have an issue is if they do that and they treat their pets better than they treat their family and friends, that always weirds me out. Yeah. I can't tell you how much that makes me look at them and go, what is wrong with them? Yeah, it's definitely like, okay, you definitely have some weird value system skewed from some probably traumatization in life. Or I, that's what I assume is, like, okay, people treated you badly and the only yeah, time. I, yeah, you, had, you know, it makes me think they have some psychological issues or something yeah, going on. Like something and, and I could be them. wrong, right. But it is very, very strange to me. And mm. And I've noticed a streak where you have a, a few people I've met in my life, and you still see them that they treat all animals better than all people. And they go, well, animals are the only ones that won't betray you, and they don't talk back. Yeah. And they always, and I, and I get that. But the thing is, they don't talk back because they can't talk back. <laughs> they don't talk at all. Right. Well, and that they, too. Like you act like dogs are so great. Well, because we bred them to be that great. <laughs> correct. Correct. But also, they also have no choice. Like you, they're, they're, it's in their DNA now. But mm -hmm. also, they're utterly dependent upon you. And they're right. scared of everybody else. And they've formed an attachment bond with you that's mm -hmm. instinctive. And they cannot get away from it. So... And you could be a horrible person, but the dog's not going to know the difference. They're too yeah. foolish and stupid yeah. to know. They're not intelligent enough to know if you're a horrible person. You can scream at, scream at a dog and he won't like it, but mm -hmm. they're still going to stay there and they're not going to scream back. And they're going to come up to you like, oh, I'm sorry, even though you were mad. And then mm -hmm. you're going to feel bad later, but you shouldn't have to fight. Humans won't tolerate that. Right. And and I've noticed the kind of people who treat all animals better than all people usually are horrible people. <laughs> they, nobody yeah. can stand to be around them. And that's why they think that. So, of course, you're going to prefer to be around animals because mm -hmm. a human being can't stand to be around you any length of time. Yeah, I've but noticed that's a small, that too. That's a There's small a, segment of population. It is a small segment. But, but it's to there. Even, yeah, to even branch off of that, there, there's a bit of a, um, a discrepancy with those type of people where they do value dogs or cats or pets more than humans some of them i've noticed kind of treat their animals poorly because they i guess because they can't and that's why they do value the the dog more or the cat is because they can't get away with that with a human yeah so they, that's that's what i meant like they, they yeah. still don't treat their animals too well that's not all of them and i think that's right. a very few of them that but, do that but i've noticed but, that with a couple of them yeah they just they're just 
you know, not all of them. Some of them are just really genuine and sensitive people and animals get them and they get mm -hmm. animals too. Right. And humans are just too harsh for them. And so I get that. I understand that completely. Yeah. But still, there are those people that they're just not cool people and they can't mm -hmm. stand being around humans because humans won't tolerate them. Mm -hmm. And then they have to be animals are their only companion. So mm -hmm. but what I was saying over the years, I've seen animals go from being tools and resources to be mm -hmm. like, you put it like worshiped They're They're yeah, like lesser gods or demigods. I'm like, you know, there's, there's probably a happy medium. Cause honestly, <laughs> <laughs> probably. When, I, yeah, when I was a kid, if the animal didn't suit its purpose, you sold it or ate it, mm -hmm. you know, or, or got rid of it in some mm -hmm. form or fact, but you did not tolerate it. It was eating up food or destroying your property or taking up space or costing you money in some way. And you could not, it was gone. There was just, and nobody thought anything of it. That's simply the way it was. Now I know some of that was due to the fact that I lived on a farm and that's what right. you do with animals. However, it, how it was done back then would not be tolerated now at all. And back then everybody did it the same way. It was not yeah. unusual. And There's we had a, Oh, go ahead. I said there was a there's a lot of good as well that's come with this radical change of of animal value because uh, first and foremost people have become a lot more knowledgeable on how animals behave and how to train animals I've noticed that people yes. people are a lot more knowledgeable on how to interact with animals and to get them to do things yes. without necessarily having to beat them you know that they can they figure it out like oh I can train it by feeding it treats and then giving it encouragement and right. showing it the right people thing. People did that back then too. Yeah, I'm uh, sure they did. It just wasn't yeah. nearly as commonplace, I'm sure. Right, right. But it was just the way you just looked at animals completely. Like I said, I know some of it was a farm, but even then when I would go see relatives in the city or the town and I'd look at them, nobody would walk around with their dog in a park, except every one or two, and every time you saw one, it was unusual. Now everybody's in a park with their dog on a leash, and some people even take them off leash and get angry with you if you say something because it's yeah. it's against the law almost everywhere to not have your dog leashed in a park because yeah, animals are animals and you don't know what they're going to do and you don't know what's going to set them off, and everybody knew that back then. So if you were going to take your dog out of your house, it was leashed all the time. Mm -hmm. And if it did anything that would endanger another person, shame on it, is all I have to say. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's, now it's that's just the opposite. Problem. Like, if it no. has to do something, it's the person's fault that the dog yeah. did something. Yeah, no, it's crazy that, to me. And to give you a little bit of experience with that is, um, you know, I, I walk around a lot in neighborhoods for my job and I have, you know, small, small cul-de-sac areas where it's an end meeting. There's not much traffic. Well, people think, well, I can just leave my dog in the front yard, even though it's a suburb. And like, th it's a big dog. It's not like, and it's not like it's an overly friendly dog. You mm -hmm. know, this dog's, I, I'm walking down the sidewalk and this dog is showing aggressive traits, like mm -hmm. barking at me, raising mm -hmm. its fur getting mm -hmm. closer, trying to slink around me to get to my flank so I can't see what it's doing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's hunting you. Yeah, it's hunting me. And and it's barking, you know, making a lot of noise. And I'm like, you know, hey, get back, get back. And the owner comes out. And I'm like, hey, man, why do you have your dog out in a suburb? You know, and they're like, and they look at me like they did not, like, why like, am you're I the problem. Them? Yeah, right. it's like, man, this could I could be a kid, you know, and this dog's hunting me. And I'm 6'5". I'm not a small guy. So if this dog's showing aggression towards me, 
let, what is it going to do to a kid? You know, right, like, it, this right. could have gone a lot worse. Well, I'll tell you, in 1969, 70, 71, what would have happened? The police would have been called. They would have dispatched. They would have shown up. And if the dog was aggressive at all, they would have shot it right there. Right. I, I know that for a fact. And if everybody says, oh, there's no way. I'm telling you, I have watched it happen. And I was yeah. a little bit older than that. And I have stories of other people telling me that's exactly what happened. The local police would show up and destroy it right there if there was an aggressive dog. Mm -hmm. Now they dispatch uh, animal shelters or, or anything else like that. But even mm -hmm. now in some small rural areas, you still might have that, some of the older ones. But there would be no, and everybody would say, what a great job the officer did because he put himself, <laughs> I'm telling you, he would be, there'd be a small little ceremony, a ribbon would be handed out. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if a ceremony is necessary i'm but... telling you because a large dog growling and nipping at people yeah is legit. i mean like you said that could kill a little kid or even maim uh, yeah. an adult uh, yeah. or even or even worse but i'm saying you know if, if they fought it off but even if they couldn't so the officer showing up and doing that and i know people would be horrified now mm -hmm. and that's what i'm saying i know i trigger but that would happen it, almost everywhere I knew of, and not just because I'm in the South and not just because I'm in a rural area, I'm telling you it was a common, common right. thing. And it still um, happens today. You still see sh like videos of some, you know, an officer looking at a house and he opened the owner opens the door and the dog comes out aggressively and attacks the officer. Well, the officer, you know, dispatches well, the dog and, that, and that's the situation. Right. right. And he, he gets a lot and of flack be, for it. And that's but, to be expected. I mean, he's mm -hmm. defending his life because you don't know what that, I mean, you right. the dog's already shown what it's going to do. It's not your mm -hmm. friend. And it's got a potentially deadly weapon it's using right now. Mm -hmm. So it, it has to do something. I mean, the mm -hmm. officer, you have to defend yourself. My thing is they do it okay with the officer, which is fine. But if it's a normal person that does the same thing, that person oh. is crucified. Yeah, that person's going to jail. And, and they're going to figure it out from there. And it shouldn't be because no. they're defending themselves too. And they have a right to be there or at least right. knock on the door. If the if the owner didn't was understandable about what was going on, they wouldn't mm -hmm. open the door because the dogs are going crazy. The owners say, "Go away!" You know, my dog's going crazy. You know, and then, but it it's really weird. Like I said, the entire complexion of how it's viewed and how we view our pets and animals has gone in an almost opposite direction. And I'm glad it's kinder now to the animals than it used to be. That's for sure. Because yeah. I'm telling you, cats cats are always like. A half step from going feral. Yeah, and some cats are just vermin. Essentially, yeah, they'll look just like. yeah they they'll just wander off one day and you won't see them again. And you did everything perfect as a cat owner. <laughs> you think like, well, you know, sometimes they want to go out. They're cats. They want to go outside. They want to be in the grass. They want to chase crickets. They want to catch mice and small animals and things like that. And that's the other thing. A cat will anything smaller than itself that it think it can oh, kill yeah. without being hurt. It's going to do it. That's what yeah. cats do. And they yeah, there's, to do that. there was some statistic where like majority of birds are going extinct in America because of all of the cats. cats we have now. Right. Yeah. There are a lot more cats now than when I was a kid. People just didn't have it because cat. it was known by people back then that cats didn't really like you. Most of them, they tolerated <laughs> you. And mm -hmm. so she have some do like Erica's cat, you know, mm -hmm. your sister. He is like a dog. He loves being around people, wants to be petted wants to go outside doesn't but he's a rare cat and i've seen several cats like that throughout my mm -hmm. life but most of them they're not mm -hmm. they barely tolerate you only because you feed them and you let them sleep somewhere safe 
Um, yeah, I think the cat culture has exploded, and yes. I don't know. I don't and understand it. Has it has gone crazy. I, I know we're both dog people. If if any animal, we're dog people for sure. But like, right? I I blame it on toxoplasmosis. To be honest with you, <laughs> you're, you're in that conspiracy. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not a conspiracy. It's a it's a proven scientific thing. It is and, proven, but like, yes, I think they it, have to have. Certain... It shows that even mice and rats will go smell cat urine and lay in it because they want to be close to them, and they and they will run toward cats like, hey, buddy, how's it going? And I think it happens and it really, and it, they've shown mm-hmm. it changes your brain structure. And I think it happens. It happens with all mammals and certainly yeah. humans are mammals. And since we've had more cats, that's what happened. And it's a virus and there's, you can't see it. It just happens. And it's happened to 80% of the people who own cats have proven they have the virus in their system. So yeah. yes, I'm on and the bandwagon. For the people at home listening to this, to give them a little bit of information, Toxoplasmosis results from infection with a common parasite found in cat feces and contaminated food. It can cause serious complications for pregnant women and people with weakened immune systems. Uh, symptoms include muscle pain, fever, and headache, and all of which can last for weeks. Uh, but also has symptoms of yeah causing them causing the person to be infected and become submissive to the cat is yes. one of the main roles. I think roles. that is definitely the case. And like I said, that I don't know if it was that article, but another with over eighty percent of the people who have cats living with them have toxoplasmosis. They're infected with that parasite. I thought it was a virus. Yeah. It might be a virus they get from parasite, but I could be mistaken. And it changes the way you think. It changes your brain structure and the way you perceive your cat. In fact, it makes you a crazy cat lady in some capacity. <laughs> now, some people yeah. are going to be more susceptible to others. And of course, the more cats you have, the more likely you are to have it. I think it also depends on how clean you keep your house. You know, if you're not exposed to it too much. It doesn't matter. Now, they didn't have it when I was a kid because even if you had cats, they weren't allowed inside. They were outside. Mm -hmm. All cats were outside cats. They fed them outside. You spent time with them outside. You might have a favorite cat that was well-behaved you let inside because people knew back then if the cat didn't like you, you fed it a food it didn't like or it it was uncomfortable, it would start peeing on your stuff. Like your mom... (laughs) Your mom had a cat when we moved in together that hated me. Which is interesting because she's allergic to cats. So I'm not sure. She is now. She mm-hmm. wasn't then. Gotcha. And it was a long-haired black cat. I liked it. He was, he was okay, except he hated me. <laughs> and then after he displayed his hatred and attacked me a few times, and he, we had just done laundry, and he identified my clothes. Most of my clothes were in there because I'd just come back from work, and they were sweaty and full. So I just washed mine, and he knew they were just mine. And he urinated all over him, a heavy spray. And you could smell it a couple mm-hmm. of rooms away. And I'm like, son of a gun. And your mom started laughing like, he doesn't like you. I'm like, well, I know that, but I didn't know it was that bad. And I had to wash him again three more times because that urine smell would not come oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's it was horrible. Pungent, and it took yeah. a while for that mm-hmm. to come out. But then he defecated on my pillow. Mm-hmm. The next day to let me know exactly what he, cause I, he could smell where I slept on that. He knew where I slept on that pillow and he just defecated right there and left a nice little chocolate ice cream cone top on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Had to clean that up. And it's like, all right, I'll just, you stay out of my way. I stay out of yours. You don't, we know we don't like each other. I wasn't pleased about it, but it, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, then he started pouncing on me with genuine fury and hatred and puncturing my skin. Whenever mm-hmm. I was seated or if I was walking by and he was in a corner, he would jump on me and literally sink his teeth into me. Mm. And here's the thing. I had never, and I know people are going to argue, but I'm telling you 
the truth, never done anything negative to that cat up to that point. It could probably Ever. feel your hatred towards it. I did not have any hatred <laughs> for it. I, it. It was fine. I would pet it every once in a while. It was To me, it was like, you know, if you're here, great. If you're not, that's fine, too. I had zero feelings about it. I'm not a super cat person, but I don't hate them. In fact, some mm-hmm. cats, I like some cats. But yeah. This cat, I thought he was okay. I'd pet him. I'd feed him every once in a while. But as time went on, <laughs> I did not like him because mm-hmm. he, he treated me in a horrible way. Like, it's an innocent animal. One thing, it's not innocent. It did these things on purpose to make my life miserable and let me know what it thought of me. There goes yeah. the innocence thing. Even if it's just a, a sub-intelligent cat, it, it, it did what it did. So one day while going walking by a coffee table, we had a double-decker coffee table with a bottom platform where you could put magazines and stuff and a top tabletop. Well, it was hiding under the double platform and it was summertime and I happened to be walking waiting to get you. Yes. Through the living room. (laughs) And it lashed out, clawed the back of my Achilles tendon, pulled Mm. itself out and sunk its fangs into my Achilles tendon on my right foot. I couldn't help but stop it. I know that sounds terrible. That's my reaction. That'd be my reaction. That's exactly what happened. But when I realized it and I felt it, I knew I knew what it was, so I didn't stomp, but okay. I put my foot down on it and eased my weight down on it to stop it from attacking me. And because it at that point, its shoulder and spine was under my foot because I just twisted my ankle and foot mm-hmm. and applied pressure and it just stopped. It froze because it could feel my weight and it was freaked out and I had mm-hmm. pinned it down. And I'm like, all right, now what do I do? Because if I let go, it's going to be a ball of screaming fury running <laughs> up my leg and chomping everything. If I don't, if I don't let go or if I apply more pressure, it's going to hurt this cat. So I'm yeah. like, I stood there for about two minutes with just my weight. And I just eased a little bit more. I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is freak the cat out a little bit, not harm it, but like a mm-hmm. squeeze, you know, and say, all right, cat, stop it. Stop messing right. with me and we'll leave each other alone. Well, it, it started, it, it started making weird noises <laughs> at worst, at worst, worse, <laughs> because I, it, I guess I had, um, put a little too much pressure on its airway. So I shifted so it could do that. Then it started shrieking. Well, now it freaked me out. It just started, <laughs> I mean, shrieking, like screaming, like I've never heard it. Uh, yeah. So it was scared out, yeah. So it was scared out of its mind and I had never heard that from a cat yeah well yeah i'm sure it's never been in that situation before right and i was like all right now how do i get off of this cat because if i do and it's scared there's no telling what it would do yeah so so finally i just started easing up a little bit to let it calm down and i could hear it panting and feel it Uh panting very 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 quickly and it finally freaking out yeah and it finally just urinated and defecated everywhere oh man right you there really on me and all over the under the coffee table and everything just everything and i finally was like all right all right i'm, I'm out and it, 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 the whole thing lasted like i said about two and a half minutes total probably two and a half right. minutes the time it jumped on me to figure well after i left it just laid there and it did what it did and i'm like i got all that stuff to to clean, clean up, up. I, yeah yeah so i went to go do it your mother was at work and so there was just me and that cat and finally, I went to go look for the cleaning solution, mop, paper towels, towel. And I knew it was going to be. When I went back, cat was gone. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, all right, it's hiding somewhere. It's 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 okay. That's good. There was no blood. I didn't break anything. Mm-hmm. And I, it took me forever to clean it up, multiple disinfectants and deodorants and and things and wipe it up. Next time I saw that cat, whenever I saw that cat, it was running away. 
you know it was, oh that's a shame yeah it was that's running a, away. that's the thing you don't know what how it's going to react to that because right. they're very vengeful creatures i don't it, know if dominance well, that's really what works i noticed but here's the thing that was what in 1988 nine something like that mm-hmm. and I told people that story like, man, I would have killed that cat if it did all that stuff you're telling me. And I, and I didn't want to kill the cat. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to kill the cat. Mm-hmm. But it hated my guts until, until I scared it out of its mind. And then it left me alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing was, I would pick up its litter box. I would feed it. I would, like I said, I didn't, I never did anything negative or abusive to that cat that was the crazy it just decided it hated me now people knew at that time and people still do now if they're honest with themselves some cats are just that way like some people are just that way that was cat was like it was jealous your mom thought it was jealous of me you know in some way and it hated me because it you know it spent time now i guess she spent some time with it but it couldn't have been that much and i told her about it and she was and she wasn't really upset with me other than she hoped the cat was okay you know because mm-hmm. she saw it attacking me a few times and right. i would get away or i would you know i would uh i would drop a pillow on it sometimes if it was attacking me just to get it off or uh you know just something like that without hurting the cat so that would happen but nowadays i don't know what would happen if if that occurred i've seen a grown woman put a cat in a baby carriage and put mosquito netting over it to take it for a walk take its baby for a walk that freaked me out yeah Um, that's that's that that's to me that's like that's psycho that's i can't there's no other word for that like you have you have issues you have value issues you have some weird not just that you know and like i said if that's what makes her happy you know you do no you have some weird affiliation if you're affiliating (laughs) a cat to a baby like that's weird bro that's not a well she and I'm, and I'm just thinking that was the easiest way for her to carry. And, and she, I found out later she had no kids. So she got the baby carrier mm. just for the cat, the baby carriage. It was wheels. It was a carriage. Like you put a baby in to take outside and mm-hmm. get sunlight and walk in the park. And she put it in with some mosquito netting over it. You know, it was, it mm-hmm. was that kind of thing. Um, but I've heard, I saw that one and I've heard of others doing similar things. Mm-hmm. So like, Oh, my cat's never outside. My cat's never I'm like, that's a cat. Do you know what you're doing to that cat's mental state? You know, but if it's okay and you're happy, okay, I guess. But my point is now to do anything, you know, harmful to an animal is a straight up felony. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be. It probably should, you know. Yeah, more often than not, it should be. Yeah, Yeah. cruelty to animals, felony. Okay, I'm I'm with you. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is to place them on a pedestal greater than humans, or even with me, even equal to, I don't agree with that. I know vegans and vegetarians are going to be hating on me, but yeah. they're not. They're, they're animals. They should be protected, respected, treated well. They're great companions, but they, they also serve a purpose. And if they're destructive or they're causing injury and harm, they need to be dealt with as an yeah. animal, you know, that, you know, that simple. But I have, like I said, I've seen it go from one, swing of the pendulum to the other side (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and i'm kind of like what what's going on um yeah there's definitely um i mean with uh one of my friends you know he had two dogs for a while and then he had to get a kid and one of the dogs wasn't meshing with the kid it was too you know it wasn't dealing well with the kid he had to get rid of the dog and i think a lot of people that's a very hard choice for them to get rid of the dog i don't think a lot of people would get rid of the dog. I don't think they'd get rid of the baby either, but I think they'd figure I, out some way. 
to f- have it. I think they would like try to, you know, they would try to twist their brain some way to make it to make it to where it's worth having this dog and the kid because I can't get rid of the dog because it's part of the family as well. That you know blows I mean? my mind that you'd even consider to mm-hmm. keep your child in danger if the dog hates your kid. Yeah, and I'm not saying this is you know an average person that does. This. It doesn't matter. It doesn't but matter. It's just how it's just how animals are looked at these days. Mm-hmm. And and it's I'm it may not be an uncommon thing. And like I said, animals should be loved and respected and treated well whenever possible. But they're still animals, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of the role that people. And here's the other thing: if you love your little foo foo, that's wonderful. But don't expect me to treat it like a member of my family. It's a dog. <laughs> it, I, I know I've been around them my entire life and every dog I've ever seen loves horse manure. will eat it by the <laughs> bucket loads. They treat it like ambrosia. It's pumpkin pie and <laughs> apple cobbler. Like people eat, they love it and will eat it, throw it up and eat it again. And I know people will say, Oh no, my dog, your, if your dog gets around, fresh horse manure freshly dropped they will eat it like they've never seen anything so lovely before and it's and they can't help it it's a dog that's what they do that's what they're I mean, supposed to do they eat and then their they'll own roll food. in it yes they eat their own they're animals and they will roll in it they're uh, scavengers they, they, at correct, the end of the day that they, yes if they weren't for human beings they would never see the inside of a house no dog anywhere ever has built a house right um, they have dug a <laughs> den if they wanted to you know, if they wanted to and get out of uh, some sort of shelter, they have a hole in the ground to for uh, when it's really cold. But if it's not, they're sleeping under trees and bushes because they're, you know, animals. Uh, same way with cats. Cats don't even stay in regular houses unless you make them. Um, right. And many and dogs don't like to be in houses. They, no. they, they, a lot of them would rather be outside. And that's fine, too. They have hair or fur, actually two layers of it on them for a reason and they're fine with it yeah i think that i think the biggest yeah the uh, most common ones are great pyrenees and huskies hate being inside house they hate yeah, being inside they're house. outside dogs they're outside work dogs right they love being outside especially mm-hmm. when it's cold like if you're if you're cold your dogs go cold i promise you that is not the case most right. of the time yeah they have your a layer of fur man i mean two layers they have an inside right. layer and an outside layer right yeah, so, those dogs in particular have an underfur, a winter coat, and an underfur. You know, it's like right. they have a lot going for them for insulation. It's, they'd rather fine. be outside. They're finally comfortable after mm-hmm. after panning like crazy and sweating through their paws for ten months out of the year. They're finally comfortable, and people lose sight of that. They see them and they're like, "Oh, they're one in the family." And that that to me is a little bit offensive. Being a boomer X guy, <laughs> no, they are not family. They are a family pet and I will take care of them, make sure no harm comes to them, but they are a pet. They are not my blood. They will not be treated better than my kids or other members of my family because Mm -hmm. they're an animal. So, you know, that, and I'm, I'm right. I'm right to where it's like, they're just below human value to me. They're just below. Like if people come over and we're having a gathering and if the dog is causing an issue or if I assume the dog's going to cause an issue, the dog's 
gonna go in one of the rooms and be away from everybody for you know what i mean it's it's not gonna be a part of the family gathering it's just not it's just it's just how it's gonna be it's gonna be isolated into its own little area because you're saying it's decided that it's disruptive and it can't be a part of that it's making even if somebody just if some if i'm inviting people over and they just don't want the dog there i'm not gonna just have them or well you just can't be here because the dogs you know i'm just gonna be oh yeah that's another thing that's common well the dog lives here you don't i'm like but you invited me over here right and 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 I don't mesh yeah. well. If you're with not dogs. comfortable with the dog, then we're going to put the dog away for a bit. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah, Th- and that's to me, that's the appropriate thing. Mm-hmm. But most people nowadays, no, that's that's not it. That's your problem. Yeah. You can leave, and y- you have no idea. <laughs> and that to me is crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I don't get it. I don't understand it. I never will understand it. I didn't grow up that way, and I try to rationalize it. Like I said, we all have a responsibility to our pets and animals. Um, but there is a line to me that you do not cross with respect to how you treat them in relation to other human beings, especially those human beings that are your friends and family and invite them over to the house. Yeah, that's really, really straining on, on my view on trying to be compassionate for them and how they view things. Right. Because that, that's, a, that's a line I cannot, I cannot get behind. I just can't see their viewpoint on it. Like, what but are even you- then... Even what if not, trying to do here? I had a, I had a woman, you know, we were living in uh, the old house and they were looking for their dog that got out of the house and was wandering around. And if I would have seen it, most dogs are pretty nice. I, in fact, here's the thing. Dogs love me. I've never met even dogs that would eat other people and hate <laughs> when they see me. I'm like that. I look at them and I'm, Hey, and they see me and their tail starts wagging their tongue lolls out like, Hey buddy, where you been? Like they've known mm-hmm. me. I don't know what it is. That's fine. Cause I like dogs, but all dogs love me. Uh, giant Rottweilers that slobber at the mouth and try to eat everybody. When they see me, they want to be my friend. It, it, it just, and I do nothing but just stand there and look at them, but that's just the way it is. And that's good because I'd rather that happen than the alternative. Right. You know? right. <laughs> so I don't have an issue sure. with it. Even dogs that are come barking and, and tearing at the fence if it's a chain link fence trying to get at me once you open the gate and i'm standing there looking at them then they're my friend all of a sudden mm-hmm. they want to be my buddy no matter how dangerous they appeared just five seconds ago so this woman comes around she goes have you seen my dog and i'm like i haven't seen any dogs but what does it look like so if i see it i'll give you a call and she goes oh i happen to have a picture of my baby here and before she showed me the picture i'm like i thought you were looking for your dog and I, it was an honest question and she was offended, you know, and mm-hmm. I remember this was, you know, 20 years ago, but still I'm, and she was definitely offended and didn't know what to say. She immediately, I could tell she wanted to say something snappy back to me like I was being, but she knew she could see, I was not trying to be sarcastic. I wasn't trying to put her down. I was like, I thought you were looking for, I, that was a genuine, you said, baby, mm-hmm. I'm thinking baby, but you're thinking mm-hmm. dog. They are not remotely close to the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started laughing. I was like, oh, you meant your dog. Well, yeah, let's show me a picture. So if I see it, I'll, you know, I'll let you know and I'll catch mm-hmm. it, bring it inside everything. She goes, okay, I appreciate it. And she didn't say anything. Show me the picture, some black and white, um, you know, shepherd of some sort. And then that was it. I never did see the dog. But the thing right. is that she, I was, I didn't know what she meant by it. Now it's a common term. Oh, yeah. And you know I'm what's even worse? I'll, I'll give you an evolution of that. Now in the dating scene, there is a common 
a footnote for these women. And they say, uh, dog mom, as in they're, uh, yes, they're yeah, a mother to dog. Yeah, man. Yes. I, you know, that's that equivalency that I have a tough time with in my <laughs> age group. And, you know, that's Kimita, a red flag for me. Immediately, yeah, that's a red flag for me. That's a good one. Uh, Kimnita, my fiance, she has a dog and he is a really cool dog. You've met mm-hmm. him, uh, yeah. Leo. And she's that way. She goes mommy mm-hmm. in reference to him and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you see, she's my age. So I know, I know she loves a dog. I love him too. He's a cool dog, but I love him as a dog. He will never be a stepson to me. <laughs> in right. any I think she's mostly taking the piss when she says that though. She's Yeah. She's joking, she's but she really, also yeah. definitely loves a dog. Like when he finally packed, cause he's old for a large dog. He weighs 120 pounds. He's almost 11 years old. That's old for his mm-hmm. age, for his size. She's going to have a hard time. And, and I understand that. And I'm going to try to, you know, try to make her feel better. But again, he's not my stepson. Right. I'm not a dog father. <laughs> At all, in any right. way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. That's that, when well, they have dog mom. I haven't seen cat mom, though. I think it's just. Oh, I've seen it. You've seen, seen it? cat mom? I haven't seen Facebook. that used the same way Facebook. as That dog is mom. a big red flag if you're a, yeah. a male. Um, I'll tell you what a larger red flag. If you're a female and you see some guy who worships his dog, he is yeah. not looking at the world in a logical fashion that can function with humans as a male, as a man that you're going to expect if you want a companion as a man and a man be a man in the classic traditional sense. I'm telling you right, right now, ladies, if you see that, look at that long and hard and make yeah. your decision, uh, no matter what you think about it, unless it meshes with the way you view the world, then fine. It does. It does. Yeah, it, I think it's a lot of those dog moms and 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 dad dog dog dads i don't know how i've never seen that but i also don't look at i don't look at men's profiles so maybe that is a thing for them but <laughs> and maybe those, younger, those two get together i've seen younger hipster guys with skinny jeans and two tight blazers penny loafers without socks uh half long and half short hair uh a scraggly beard with horn rim glasses drinking an eight dollar coffee with a dog dad shirt on um nice. downtown city yeah he was like i don't know if you could fit another cliche on your person sir right. well he'd have to be toting <laughs> he'd have to be toting a vinyl cop collection with him as well and have <laughs> <laughs> but so i know they exist because he was there and, and a I don't three-seater know. bike right i don't know if he was doing that just to try to attract a certain kind of lady because it was a pretty day and Maybe. we were out there and he might have because he knew it was like I said downtown a lot of people are out and about so he might have been but still that's what he wanted to display he wanted you to know that's what he was about oh yeah and and he had one of those little uh half poodle half something dogs i don't know what it was a pootsu or a mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a poowawa mm-hmm. or something yeah <laughs> but you know what Some i mean city dog on, yeah. a, on a leash yeah because we were in downtown city and you know yeah, if that's your thing, knock yourself out. But I'm I'm here to tell you, he, he's definitely not your traditional American male thing. Like I say, if you're not expecting that, lovely. He's exactly what you're looking for. But if you're getting that, thinking you're going to turn him into that, and he'll, oh, he's still a man in a traditional sense. No, he is so far away from that, you can't even have an uh, idea. What he's thinking. Yeah, I, it's not to say that it's not there's not exceptions in those roles, but I have not met a single dude who 
does have that value system for their animal or companion as a pet. And I've not met them ever to really fit that role of traditional male. Like I, I've never met them yeah. know how to do anything. And I'm not saying the that, house or yeah, yeah. you know, and, just the basics. I'm not saying a traditional male is necessarily a good thing. I'm saying we mm-hmm. all know what that's about, and right. that guy's not about that. Right. So you're not going to have that that kind of thing. But that kind of and and the reason I mention it that way is it seems like how we should feel about things, meaning we as a society has taken, we're being forced to accept feminine and childish views of animals. And you can't yeah. have a man's dispassionate utilitarian view of animals is not acceptable at all anymore. You're considered a monster and you can still be utilitarian and compassionate. You should be compassionate to them, but mm-hmm. animals should not be ruling your life unless you're of yeah. course. And that's another thing. Doggy daycare blows my mind uh, you know and that's one that's controversial i knew it was gonna be between us because i get it for a lot of people because people go on vacation and they need somewhere and but not everybody can watch their dog is a kennel you know? place that's not doggy daycare that's somewhere people drop off their dog when they go to work every day like you do with your kids mm-hmm. that blows my mind yeah that does blow my mind too that one blows my mind and they it's, charge as if it were your kids too yeah hundreds of bucks a week yeah. To drop your dog off. It's a dog. He's going to be in a pen with a bunch of other dogs running around, pooping everywhere, slobbering <laughs> on each other. That's what they do. And that's fine. But you're paying hundreds of weeks, dollars a week mm-hmm. to have someone watch your dog. I don't get it. Um, I doubt there's cat daycare, but there could be maybe. Um, oh, I'm sure. Cats are so popular now. I cannot fathom them not having i mean they would do both and and you know dogs want to be around their people so and they like companionship they're pack animals so i get that you do that as a treat maybe or Mm -hmm. if if you have a a friend that can watch your dog you drop them off but to to do that much i would say if you think that's necessary which is why i don't have a dog now because i don't want to leave it by itself and i don't want to have to worry about somebody to take care of it so i won't have one i won't have even though i like them I won't have one because I'm a responsible pet owner and I'm not going to mistreat my dog by having to be lonely all the time, worried about what they're going to do, make sure they have food and water all the time. I can't go on a trip without having to kennel them and kennel them. Dogs hate being in a kennel because they're scared of everything new. I just, I'm just not going to do it. So I don't have a dog, but if you're doing that, and like I said, if you want to do that and bring them to doggy daycare, that's fine. But if you would have said to anybody in 1975, I'm going to (laughs) start a daycare for dogs, they would have laughed you out of existence. Yeah. Would not happen. Well, I know there's a uh, famous... And you would starve. You know, because the culture for dogs is a lot different in China. I know there's a famous um, Chinese doggy daycare, and it's actually huge. It's some rich guy who made like a oh, huge... Oh, I'm sure it's going to be... Huge palace for them. And like, they have a, their own than... swimming pool and stuff. It's It's insane. It looks insane. But... It's it's a lot of clashing in that society because they don't view dogs we do the same way we do in Western society. Like they're right. still they're still in like the 80s and, and 70s about how dogs should be treated. So well, I mean, you think and look at all those. Cases, they're even worse because they eat them for a ritual or tradition or something. You know they. Yeah, some, some parts. If China. you're still hungry, you know it's yeah. acceptable. You know rather mm-hmm. than go hungry, um, which and that, and that's the other thing. The United States people will go on murderous vengeful streaks if they thought 
somebody ate their dog because they were starving. Yeah, they would lose that would their be, minds. Yeah, that would be yeah to the same. They would equate that to eating a human alive. You know. Yeah, which to me that's that's a cognitive disconnect. There's something yeah. wrong with your mind if if you really believe that to be the case. And again, I'm not advocating this at all. I'm just right. saying that to equate that. There's something wrong with you. There's definitely a correlation, though, you know, with the psychopaths of, you know, you know, common dog abuse and cat and animal oh, abuse. Oh, sure. And, 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 they start and they've shown that, that if you're evolving if that to everybody to who was a serial killer abused and killed animals when they were kids. But here's the mm-hmm. thing. Everybody who abuses animals and their kids doesn't turn into a serial killer. That's true, uh, too. So, you know, yeah. that's just a symptom. That's just a uh, one of the red flags on the way is like, OK, they did that. But how? Why did they do that? How did they think about that? How often did they do that? Was it a right. continuous thing? Do they still do that? You know, mm-hmm. there's all kind of things. That, and there's other factors that go with it. And again, I, certainly I'm not advocating animal abuse. Quite the opposite. I'm just saying how the society views animals now is radically different than how society viewed animals then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially how people views pets now, very different. Um, but if you eat steak, hamburger, fried chicken, you really don't have anything to say <laughs> about how people use animals for their own benefit as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I think that's where it's coming to as well as people are starting to see, you know, cows and horses are are smarter in some cases than they a are. lot of dogs and cats. They are. Yeah. I had a calf as a pet, treated like a dog, and a pig that was smarter than a dog, it would turn on the waterfall. Oh, yeah, pigs water. are really yeah. smart. And that was the first time I had a really hard time. I was nine years old and I had had the original name of Porky. I know, but <laughs> it, it would follow me around. And that was like my buddy. And I would, I would pet its coarse hair and pat it on the back and it would follow me around. We'd hang out and it was much smarter than a dog, much smarter than a dog. Yeah. And then one day dad and a friend of his was loading Porky on the back of a truck up mm. a ramp. And Porky mm-hmm. did not want to go. It was squealing and fighting, and but they had ropes on it and come-alongs, and they were cranking. It, Porky was going. It had no choice. <laughs> and I'm like, "What's going on?" And nobody would talk to me. You know, I was now nah, I was the kid in the way. He's like, "Get out! You're in the way. You do this." They bloated up, and oh, a few days later, we got ham, pork <laughs> chops, loin, front shoulders, uh, Boston butt, all kind of stuff, bacon, sausage. What? What? what what's this uh and my dad just tell me he's old school he's from the silent generation old school before this uh that's the pig that was your friend and he didn't say i'm sorry nothing just i go i I can't eat that and i remember my stomach rolling like i was gonna throw up and he's like you'll get hungry because that's what (laughs) we were eating i mean that's what we were eating over the next few months with right. the, the garden stuff that we preserved or grew or had. And it took me two weeks. I was hungry. I lost weight, nine mm-hmm. years old. And he's right in two weeks, I ate bacon, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I was forced to deal with that reality as a nine-year-old kid. Nowadays, they would probably arrest him for child cruelty oh, and animal man. cruelty. You know, it's just no way. But that was a common thing. Like I was the problem because I had to live up to the realities of life. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now they would say that I, it was mental torture for me. They'd have me in therapy. They'd have him in therapy. They'd be, yeah. It, it it would it would be nuts. You know. Yeah, I think that's where a big disconnect comes from. Is to even that even though that's never happened to me, of course, because we didn't grow up on a farm. 
was if that happened to me now, I would still be like, you know, that was weird. But was it cruelty to me? No, because it's reality. That's, that's, that's just the how, life. That was yeah, that's the how life. it was. That's yeah, how things 19, are. In 1975. You know, there's no choice. Like, that, that's what we're eating. That's what we yeah. have to eat. You know, right. there's no, we're not trying to be cruel to you. I'm not intentionally yeah. trying to. And he never know. explained that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not what you did with kids back then. It was like I said, it was 1975. That was how we got our meat. And I, when we slaughtered a, a bull later, mm-hmm. the same, you know, you stopped, I used to did, feed you, did you become detached to him? Did you oh like, oh, yeah. I you realize these are animals. And I, and that's yeah. when it put it firmly in my mind. These are animals, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's, that was it. But the, yeah. I think the even more psychopathic ritual would have been if you would have kept companioning in them knowing the eventual result oh yeah would giving be. them names falling in like oh <laughs> yeah <God. laughs> well see ya yeah <laughs> oof yeah better you than me no I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would have been uh okay no. we start looking at this child he's, no, yeah he's after that i didn't spend much time with animals at all except for the yeah. dogs and then even then not too much um uh, mm-hmm. because after you have to dispatch them after they're killing your chickens or or mm-hmm. eating eggs or chasing down your neighbor's cattle or horses and they're worth much more money than especially the oh, horses. Yeah. They were jumping horses. Much more they were worth much more money than your whole Especially uh, country dogs. Were, people breed yeah. them everywhere. They're trying to give them away. They don't want them all. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was it but but nowadays I, I don't know what people would do. Like it used to be the humane services would show up to catch dogs and get control. Now they don't even do that. That they, they they don't they aren't dispatched. They investigate animal cruelty. And that's pretty much all they do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting how that's going down. Like I said, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere. Um, it just, well, I'll I'll put it into terms of, and I know it's going to sound absurd to some people, but this is this is a very white western uh viewpoint on how to treat animals because what? that's the I thing go, other countries no yeah they, animals well, even animals. in our own country if i go to a mostly mexican neighborhood and it's like a poor mexican neighborhood they don't care about those dogs no nope. they don't it was how dogs were treated when i was a kid probably yeah they uh, yeah. you know somebody well, if you go I, to i watched somebody get somebody run over somebody's dog and the owner was right there on the porch and he was smoking something whatever it was, you know, a little pipe or something. And mm-hmm. he didn't even break stride in his puffs of that dog getting run over. He was like, whatever it is. Right. What it is. Dog should have known better. That is, yeah. it, you know, that's not far from, there were many people like that when I was a kid, if your dog was dumb enough to go into the street, that was that dog's problem. You know, mm-hmm. it was, <laughs> he should have known better. He was old enough to know he was on the street. I got out of the way. Why didn't he get out of the way? He was following mm-hmm. me along. You know, I can't keep them around. It was, it was really, it was a different time. And you see that in other places. It leads me to believe that an overabundance of luxury and riches really twists your mind and you detach yourself from the practical part of the world. I saw, I remember reading a Yahoo post years ago that showed how people received steaks from certain cows it was kobe beef and they were showing how they were taken in and processed and all this and there was outrage by a a particular woman this is not an urban myth this is real i saw it this was probably 
15, 20 years ago. Now, she could have been a young teenage girl or something. But she was horrified that people would be so cruel to animals as to eat them. Why didn't they get their meat from the grocery store like everybody else? That was what she literally wrote. And she was not kidding. Poetic. Yes. Why don't we all just do that? What? She was not kidding. She's the real thinker of life. I'm I, I was not aware there was a steak bush. You what know? a prolific idea. <laughs> Let's all just do that instead. Or there was a roast tree. <laughs> she had no idea where meat came from. And I'm sure it was a shocking thing for her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's to, to even have somebody with that idea. I was laughing when I saw it and stunned that somebody could be so detached from reality. And mm-hmm. that's what it is. To me, these people are deluded. And know that if you're gonna, if you have to deal with somebody who walks their cat around in a baby carriage, uh, at least two or three times a week when the weather's nice. Now I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna think the only justification I have is that cat is missing all of its limbs, and the no. only way to get it to. Nope. I saw some... the cat. It was a large tabby cat, and oh, overfeeding it, of course, yeah, which was... is considered cruelty now. Well, nobody's going to arrest her. I promise you. I'm I'm sure. But, you know, there was nothing wrong with that cat. Mm -hmm. That was physical anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was fine. mm -hmm. A bit of obesity happening, so that's fine. It might have had diabetes or something. (laughs) (laughs) Cat diabetes. (laughs) Right. Feline Need some insulin injection or something. Right. It might have been, you know, that kind of thing. But Yeah. Well, and you you go into... I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And it hasn't happened yet. And I'm really surprised of jobs supplying uh, pet insurance to their people. So, and I'm sure there is some people, maybe. I just haven't heard of it. It's just well, not commonplace enough. Uh, pet insurance is property and casualty insurance. It is not health insurance. And when people mm-hmm. learn of this who bother to get pet insurance, they become outraged that it's Oh, not. yeah. I'm sure. It is liability insurance and comprehensive insurance for property pets are property that's what people you you can go buy a pet you can't go buy a human no i adopt him that's a euphemism i'm telling you it's a euphemism they say that so you don't feel bad about buying your animal but you are purchasing that animal they give you Mm -hmm. a little adoption letter they can call it whatever they want Mm -hmm. it is a transaction you are not adopting anything yeah you're literally just call it. it that to make yes and so when you get insurance for that animal, for any damage it may suffer to make it back, you're buying a benefit so that it's better. And it's property and casualty insurance in case you know it's what's, damaged. What's in a case great the example? Is damaged. A great example of that is you remember when we were living in that neighborhood uh, and our neighbor had that, that, that man that let that dog run around the neighborhood and that dog that ran into his mean dog. It wasn't. No, no, no. It was a golden retriever. It was oh, a golden no. retriever. Yeah, that's not a mean dog. No, it was a very nice dog. But he got tired of that dog running into his yard and pooping all over it, right? Mm-hmm. And but this was, I believe, the guy was attorney, or he he was some way in the legal field. Mm-hmm. The guy who lets his dog roam around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and he had a lot of money because he owned a bunch of land in the back of the neighborhoods and such, and he would go hunt in those in those lands, right? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, our neighbor got his little pellet gun and he popped it in the butt and that guy lost his mind. 
Right, I remember that. I remember. And now. he tried to sue him and everything like that. Right. Called and... the sheriff's department, had him brought on charges, which were dismissed because the guy was just running a dog out of his property. He was pooping on his lawn, and right. he didn't want to get bit by the dog, so he just hit him with a weak pellet gun to to yeah. make him. One, he, he had like a pump gun, and he pump, right. one pumped it. Just and to that get a neighbor. I remember that neighbor, super nice guy. And I yeah. know he talked to him multiple times and the guy just ignored him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that I didn't run the guy out. Cause if, if the guy would have approached me like that, it would have not gone well. That's yeah. He was very aggressive. Yes. With our he was, I which... remember, I remember walking outside then he kind of just looked at me and I looked at him and he, but he shut up. But I remember I asked our neighbor, I said, why did you let him talk to me that talk to you that way and get aggressive? I mean, he almost kicked in your door. He goes, I knew he was upset and he would finally just stop. I said, mm-hmm. well, he didn't stop till I walked outside and every other neighbor within a mm-hmm. hundred yards walked outside. That's when he realized he was making a spectacle of himself and he quit. But I was waiting for him to get aggressive with me because I knew how angry he was and he didn't. I guess he collected himself after all those people were out. But yeah, that was crazy. And yeah. what Mike did was pretty minor. He didn't even hurt that dog. He just caused him a little pain to yelp mm-hmm. and run away because he wasn't trying to hurt him he was just trying no. to get him out of there yeah but it was it was interesting and um the sheriff's department did come out because a guy knew somebody in the sheriff's department oh yeah issued, he was he's a big guy he has some money and he had yeah, some pool. He, he issued a summons to our neighbor i remember that like a ticket mm-hmm. a misdemeanor uh charge for animal cruelty at that time yep and then the da called our neighbor because he told me about it after and Okay, tell me what happened. Says that you discharged a firearm right uh, in the city limits without pre- No, I did not discharge a firearm. Well, why do I have this here on the summons? He goes, the guy had to write something. He goes, what happened? And he told him the story. He goes, it was a pellet gun. It was on minimum. It was like a, pump, a little small pistol pump. Minimum mm-hmm. thing just to get the pellet out of there and, and get the dog's attention. He says, and I shot the dog because it was in my yard. And I told him to stop having him go over to my yard because i was tired of picking up his dog poop mm-hmm. and i went to scare the dog and it got aggressive and so i didn't want to get bitten in my own yard because of that dog so i finally just shot it in a rump with a pellet gun and she he said she, he talked to the assistant da she goes is that the truth and he goes ma'am i'm telling you that's exactly what happened he said the dog's fine you can call him and ask him he said 15 minutes later she called him back and go and told him don't worry about it the charges have been dropped Wow. And I yeah. don't think that would work the same way now, even though you that don't. was only what, 18 years ago, maybe? How, I don't know how 15-ish, long ago that was. 15, 18 years ago, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I was, I was pretty young, but I remember it. And I, I remember meeting that guy a couple of times and he has his own issues. He has superiority complex and all type of issues. I could even tell I ran across him a couple of times and I just, looked at him i said hello once and i didn't like him just because i had i had heard i tried to be open-minded but i think he knew i wouldn't tolerate much abuse so he never really said much to me Mm -hmm. Uh, um, because you know i give off that impression if you come at me a certain way i'm going to look at you and Mm -hmm. i won't even respond to you Mm -hmm. i'll just look at you like (laughs) are you sure this is how you want to do this you know and and i'll and then i'll start asking you questions or talking to you in a way that lets you know what you're doing is not appreciated and won't be tolerated. So mm-hmm. people get that from me real quick. So I, I think he got that and he decided he just wasn't going to engage with me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being young and, and talking to that guy and I could already f- figure out, okay, this guy's got some issues 
you know, yeah, he, he you couldn't have. put into words from how young I was, but I could already right. tell it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, don't, don't, don't hang around this guy. You know, he's, he's got problems. Right. Something, but something. That, yeah. To there. put that was, you know, he's in the legal field and he still tries to put into animal cruelty in this matter, even well, though he knows better. It. Well, you know I don't do better. it because they know they can get away with it or they think they can get away, but who's going to do anything to them? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's how he did it. I asked, I asked our neighbor, so why don't you press charges against him? Mm-hmm. He goes, what for? I said, the assault in your home, the damage mm-hmm. to your, the damage to your door, the attempt at intimidation and harassment, the disturbing your peace. Oh man, I don't want to do that. He lives two doors over. He's a neighbor. I was like, he's not acting like a neighbor. Right. He goes, nah, I'm not going to do it. He goes, maybe if he if he comes over to me and says something snotty or does something to me, I'll I'll pray. Mike was just a super nice guy. He just wouldn't do it. But I was like, I wouldn't tolerate it at all. I would have to do something. I'd have to go to somebody. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I said. Didn't let it go. But no. yeah, Mike was super, super nice guy. So I know he, he probably handled that a lot better. And it's probably why it didn't escalate. Because I'm sure Mike just was like, okay, whatever, you know. I don't I really care what you say to my face. You know, I can be a nice guy too. I prefer to be that way. But if you don't let me, I am fine with not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I won't like it, but I know how to weigh those waters. I'm very good at it. So mm-hmm. I invented some strokes myself. So I, I, I will just try to avoid it if at all possible. If you let me, I will avoid it. But mm-hmm. if you don't let me, if I have no choice, okay, I'll suit up. Let's go, you know. And uh, I'd, I'd prefer not to, though. So, right. Yeah, that was I brought that in because I found it funny that somebody even knowledgeable of the legal field would then. No, that's, that much, has that's how much value he put on his dog. I found, what I find on it. You know, my life has been in the legal world, although I'm not an attorney in, in various capacities, mostly as an investigator, but also as a somebody who trained investigators, owned a private investigation agency and was in the state and organized and trained investigators uh, and liaison with DA's offices, uh, state police, sheriff's departments, and worked closely in the past with federal agencies, FBI and New Orleans Police Department with their financial crimes unit uh, for many years. In fact, they almost recruited me to work in that bureau with them. So I've, I've worked in it in a, in a different capacity, but it does not mean that they're better people. It just means that they're attracted to that for whatever reason. And often they're amoral as can be. They, yeah. they went there because they think it's some way for them to get power. And I was, I never liked those people. And I always stayed away from those people if I could help it mm. because ultimately they're going to uh, try to abuse other people. And I'm going to have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. So I would just avoid him if I could. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's uh, the same way, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that because I totally forgot about that and you, and mm-hmm. you brought it back, but that's interesting. So what are we talking about for our next podcast? Um, aren't we talking about um, superheroes, right? Superhero movies, right? Superhero movies. Are we sick of it yet or what? (laughs) I think that's it. Um, You know, for me, it's interesting because they're doing all the stories I read when I when I could get my hands on a comic book when I was a young teenager. So I get to see these characters come to life with those Mm -hmm. stories brought up 
40 years later into a story for the big screen. Of course, it's they change it to make it more palatable for the movies. But that's all we've been having like the last, what, 10, 15 years? Is, that's been the, a large <sighs> feels, part of the movie feels thing. like longer. I don't know. And I know a lot of people are sick of it. So we're going to talk about it and uh, we'll get it from both ends. Me, seeing these characters come alive. But even now, it'd have to be a pretty strong pull to get me to watch it, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and and you who never had the benefit of seeing those <laughs> like they're coming out of nowhere for you so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it goes and thank you for watching and listening uh we're now on a number of podcasts google podcasts amazon music audible uh we're also on youtube of course uh stitcher tune in iheart radio and radio public so thank you for listening and We'll catch up with you next time on our next podcast, Marvel Superhero Movies. Are you sick of it yet? Talk to you later. I'm Boomer X. I'm Millennial Z. Peace. Take care.